Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back for more hi. chaos. Mm-hmm. More chaotic energy. Yes. Um. This is the last day of Mercury retrograde, so I'm hoping the chaotic energy is positive and not so much of a clusterfuck <laughs> anymore. Please, God. Please, spare us, please. I'm so glad to be back. I just want to state that because I've just been like listening to every episode. Or I've listened to the first two twice. And I just feel so proud of them, every single one. So I'm so glad that we're having, like, we're we're doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, we're just so lucky that you guys keep coming back and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having so much fun just catching you all up week to week about what's going on with our lives. Mm-hmm. It's, it's therapeutic. It really is. Yeah. I actually, I went out on a date on Friday, and I was talking to, I was talking to them about this podcast and like how it's something creative that I it really gets me out of my head just like coming up with concepts and all the work that went into it like coming up with our brand or whatever yeah and then she was like that's a really good way to document your life almost like journaling you know yeah it is journaling Mm -hmm. it's basically journaling and yeah ever since she put it like that I'm like yeah that's true and um I feel like we're doing a really good job of opening up and being honest and there goes heavy there goes heavy i yeah i'm i knew that this was gonna be what what this was was being open but i am surprised at how open i've been i i feel like i've contradicted myself a couple times being like i'm very open but i'm also not but i think the thing is i'm very open about certain things i'm very open you know immediately i'll say things about myself you know like a lot of things but there's just particular things i'm surprised i've talked about um like sex not that it's something i'm afraid to talk about it's just like i'm just surprised it happened quickly what's something you've surprised yourself with that you've talked about i would say sex too actually Mm -hmm. because for me it has been hard to talk about it like that's actually like a source of anxiety for me especially in relationships i really don't Mm -hmm. feel like i'm able to be intimate in those moments Mm -hmm. so I can't really say that I understand what people say about having or like making love, you know, and really like being with someone like together in the present in that way, you know, Yeah. like it always to me sounds so romanticized, but I know that it exists. Like I've come to terms with the fact that I've just never been able to access it, Yeah. you know, and so I, I don't know if that's part of it. Like if I'm, if I feel like I'm maybe broken in some way or like there's something wrong mm. with me but also just growing up i feel like we were never really encouraged or were taught anything about healthy sex or anything like that and then if no. anything i feel like we were constantly <laughs> sorry about the chew toy sound yeah heather's <laughs> fighting some inner demons right now i don't know what she's doing she gets but... wild when you take her collar off <laughs> she's like i'm naked yeah i took off her collar i like to do it because um, she should feel free sometimes. Like, <laughs> like the a little, free wild animal? Yeah. Like the wolf that she thinks she is. <laughs> she thinks she's an alpha when she doesn't have the collar on. But anyway, I don't know what I was saying. But you, You're talking about sex and how you've never had real intimacy, but you yeah. know it exists. Yeah. 
But you're talking about particularly, like, how you're proud that you've opened up about it. Are you talking about last time that we talked? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't even open up that much. When right. I heard it back, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I just said I lost my virginity. Oh, that part. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were talking about the part when you said about him making you come. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that I forgot about that, too. Your first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we should talk about in this episode. Yeah. Sex. I, I, I have a feeling we are already talking about it. I know, but we're going to play the <laughs> intro music and then we'll start. Oh, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can someone play it? Yeah. Someone, anyone. Production? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. So, you guys, I just want to preface that if my voice is sounding extra sexy and deep, you know, it's because I have a cold. So, that's really, really fun. Mercury retrograde, really. I don't know. I have no words. I'm dead inside at this point. But I'm going to feel better tomorrow and the day after that, and I know I'll be fine. But that's just contacts for my voice. I'm fine, though. But I guess, you guys, the reason we're talking about sex, or there's a reason it's been on my mind, and it is because of that one night stand, and it's very important for me to think about, for me to process. Mm -hmm. Basically, I haven't really been intimate with someone since my abusive relationship, so it's really me learning to be intimate again and to finally have a healthy intimacy with someone. So that one night stand was great, you know, I'm learning a lot about myself, which is obviously the best part or at least for me it's the best part but we'll get more into it but I just want to say that's why I feel like I'm thinking about it a lot and also we just watched The Bachelorette and in this episode she opened up about her relationship with sex it just sparked something in Mm -hmm. me yeah and I just feel like it's very important for girls our age to discuss openly and honestly from our own experiences and just just see how we feel about thing, certain things. I think women are very sexualized, but the second that we choose to be sexualized or sexualize ourselves or talk about sex in a healthy way, it can be looked at as like taboo or something that's like unattractive. Unattractive, dirty, yeah. Trashy. Mm-hmm, trashy. <laughs> but obviously, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think too, like, well, like, I agree with everything you said, <laughs> mm-hmm. but something came up for me because. We've been talking about the male gaze a lot lately. Yes. And, oh, what a great point. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, the male gaze is responsible for a lot of things. Yeah. But one of the main ones is women's relationship with sex, you know? And it happens with, like, people who identify as homosexual, gay, lesbian, whatever. Because we we are... We, are, we have to succumb to whatever the media is, is showing us, you know, regardless. You know, I grew up, even though I've always been bisexual, I grew up assuming I would marry a man, you know? Mm-hmm. But with that also comes, like, you start to learn about sex, you get exposed to, diff- like, what sex is through movies and stuff like that, especially when your parents don't talk to you about it. Yeah. 
and, and school and school mm-hmm. for me and by that i mean peers you're right yeah because i was gonna say the classes were shit there's no real class in orange county anyway they're so conservative we didn't learn anything yeah like nothing no um i remember in eighth grade they actually gave us actual plastic v cards oh like wow. it said v card on it <gasps> yeah eighth grade eighth grade t-winkle middle school and they thought girls weren't going to get pregnant that way? <laughs> I, it's, I mean, I, I don't feel like a lot of people got pregnant, but, like, there were people who got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I, I I didn't know what sex was. And yeah. when you don't even know what it is, you're vulnerable to people just, like, taking advantage of you, you know, and mm-hmm. telling and making it whatever they want it to be. Yeah. Which, when it comes to men, again... You know, they're taught that they're in charge, that, you know, time and time again in all these 80s movies that I've been watching recently, it's like women are drunk and men are told that, like, well, you know, that's just what happens, you know, and and Mm -hmm. if you're horny in that moment, then, like, just go ahead. And it's kind of funny, honestly, you know, because she's, Mm -hmm. like, unconscious. Yeah. It's disgusting. But then porn, don't even get me started on porn. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to say girls aren't taught of how how easily they can be taken advantage of um which is just a huge variable for us i feel like i'm not saying anything you know i love when people have something to say (laughs) have nothing to say so profound um (laughs) (laughs) well i guess because i want to i feel like i was going on on a tangent because i just want to bring it back to the fact that the male gaze is responsible for women's relationship with sex in my humble opinion because a lot of the porn industry is run by men and so is hollywood right so like even when it isn't porn if you're watching a movie and there's a sex scene like it's through the male gaze that means that the guy's probably muscular mm-hmm. he's the dominant one he's dominant the girls are usually timid about it, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's what the man likes about it, that she's so innocent and doesn't really know what she's doing. Yeah. She looks like someone who hasn't slept with a lot of people, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas he knows what he's doing, knows what to do, knows mm-hmm. how to do it. How did you learn that? Mm? <laughs> I was about to say. That's some gay energy right there. <laughs> <laughs> did your boys teach you? men should just if men like each other's bodies so much like their toned bodies like that women have never asked for like we've never asked for men to be so toned up then why don't you guys just date each other seriously we're cool we're cool on our own like we've all admitted we like women yeah a lot of us so you guys can go now yeah bye (laughs) you're excused (laughs) thank you for providing i don't know sperm daddy issues <laughs> Abandonment money issues. money for therapists actually that's a like men don't go to therapy insecure broken women yeah who leave their lives trying to please men mm-hmm. i mean in general there's a lot of people who just live to please others in general yeah you know but I feel like it's so normalized that women do it for men. Yes. Oh, yes. It is so normal for women to do, like, do things for male validation when they don't even realize it. How I learned how intense it affects women was when someone explained to me that there's a huge difference that you can see in how straight women dress and how gay women dress. Straight women dress 
for men and gay women dress for the art of fashion and for women because women appreciate the art of fashion mm-hmm. i mean that just aka themselves like, yeah just being keeping. yourself like one version is trying to like conform to not standing out and just being one version of a woman oh. which what version is that the one that it's is almost- appealing to men that's that's palatable to men that men like supposedly men are supposed to find the most attractive you know and desirable and whatever but you have to be adaptable you know like if he yeah. likes her sporty and likes to get dirty then mm-hmm. she has to be able to do that yeah and oh she- you have to be able to drink beer babe but also be oh, yeah. sexy but also be a mother mm. but if he doesn't like dirty girls you need to be prissy you need to have your mm-hmm. nails done all, all every single two weeks your hair has to be done on, and and he'll pay for it too it's just like <laughs> it's like they want a blank slate so that they can just make you be the woman that they want blank slate how like you know like like there's really no individuality there you know right it's the basic like model you know that's, yes they all dress the same whatever they all look the same and i'm not saying that women do it on purpose Mm-hmm. or no. consciously Mm-mm. it's the subconscious thing yeah it is and i think that goes along with the fact that men like women who are pushovers so if men like women who who dress the way we're we're saying like how straight women dress that means they're pushovers subconsciously yeah. because they're they're subconsciously being pushovers to the norms and societal standards that men have set mm-hmm. and they see that and they like that yeah. because the only way men have learned to feel confident and powerful is to overpower their partner. Mm-hmm. And men are driven by their ego. So they, they'll they find any way to inflate it. And that's through feeling like I can tell this girl how to dress and she'll do anything for me, basically. Mm-hmm. She'll dress any way I want her to. Mm-hmm. At I, least that's mm-hmm. the ideal woman, right? Because, like, all the commercials, everything's all so, like, conformist. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, honestly, more people are being more unique. Like, I feel like it's becoming more mainstream to be more unique. Like, yeah. different hair colors, tattoos, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But even that can become conformist yeah. if it's done enough. If you're doing it in a way that isn't you. Yeah. Like, if you're doing it to fit in, once again, with right with everyone else. Yeah. And with the societal standard. I think where that comes from is Gen Z. Because Gen Z is run by the sign Aquarius, which the sign Aquarius does its best to not... (laughs) Heather's biting me right now. Sorry. But the sign Aquarius does everything it can to say, like, fuck you to societal norms. Mm -hmm. So that's where that's coming from, where we're all kind of dressing like... (laughs) I can't. Heather, stop it. I can't. I just, like, I've been sick. She ate shit right she now. She ate shit? She, like, face first <laughs> fell in the box. How did that As even she happen? Should, that's Heather. karma. Um, because, you know what, Heather? I'm sick, and I pay for the rent. And her pupils are black right now. She gets she gets these demon eyes when she wants attention. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm really I- sick right now, Heather. I don't have time. So I'm playing tug-of-war with her on the sideline. Yeah, so if you're trying to dress um, eccentric um, with the purpose of just fitting in, then it's not really you. Mm-hmm. And you're being run by the societal norm once again. Once again. Because it is becoming more normal to be more eccentric. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it just has to be you yeah and that's also what comes off really attractive and what you should value about yourself the most is if you're being authentic right because then it'll come off to other people Mm -hmm. you know like you don't want to think about things about like i mean at least i didn't want to when i started myself healing journey i didn't want to think about how other people perceive me and why i was doing things like the end goal wasn't for how people perceive me but in the end doesn't matter as long as you allow yourself to be authentic Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter what your goal is as long as you're allowing yourself the point is to be authentic Mm, yeah just let yourself be authentic you know maybe i'm wrong but this is how i understood it um that if you are dressing up with having in mind what people are perceiving of you Mm-hmm. that that's okay as long as you're being authentic in in that approach in the end we should all just try to be authentic to ourselves and our style mm-hmm. and figure out whatever that is instead of just trying to fit into the societal norm but back to sex back to back to sex i think it's important for women to have conversations about it with each other openly yes <laughs> which for the most part we do which is good mm-hmm. yeah um, it's becoming way more prominent mm-hmm. the new bachelorette is super sex positive yeah and usually the fan base is it's pretty like it's a pretty wide audience that they try to reach you know yeah like they try to keep it pg right, right and right. keep things in general terms mm-hmm. <laughs> i was pretty impressed that they were being so sex open about things yeah i think it's super important me too Well, for me, I'm realizing that sex is not something I want to just do once every once in a while with someone. Unless I really feel, you know, it just has to be a very specific type of person that I feel like, like I can trust you. Which, unfortunately, that person did break their trust with me. But, I mean, I don't take any of it personally. And I'm never going to stop trusting people until they they don't deserve it like if you just prove that you don't deserve it then you just do but i'm i'm gonna trust you till then but um basically what i'm saying is like people i trust i will like i'm sure i'll be open to that but i also just realized this one i stand because it actually was my first one which i never mentioned before i'm just very particular with even who i'm friends with so i can't even i don't even I can't even believe that I'm explaining myself as to why I'm being particular with who I have sex with. Because I feel like, to me, that's common sense. But what's common sense to me isn't common sense to a lot of people. Because to a lot of people, their coping mechanisms come out in that way of having sex with a lot of random people. And you go ahead. But I'm too emotional of a person. I mean, I'm literally psychic. So it just seems really heavy to me to have a very strong connection with someone. And then just like that just stop it like just leave and go home Mm -hmm. um it's too much for me my energy is too like almost distracted by the event itself that like i just feel disheveled for the next couple weeks and i just don't necessarily want to do that anymore i'm just learning more about myself and for me my birth chart tried to tell me (laughs) that i am just a person that only likes to have sex in relationships and i thought they were kidding about that but i guess not i learned that that is definitely something I think I want right now specifically. I'm sure I'll have more one-eye stands with the right people in the future, but um, I had this one and then I'm just like, eh, okay, well, I got over it. And now I'm ready for like an actual deep connection, a meaningful connection that does involve sex. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like I'm just ready to have sex with one person <laughs> for a long time. Like mm-hmm. not, you know? Yeah. 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 I hear you. Also, that's a big deal to me because 
I have prayed for a long time for God and the universe to not let me near anyone until I was absolutely enamored with love for myself. Mm-hmm. I told them, don't even try. <laughs> don't even try it. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. And so I just feel completely ready. And it's taken me literally two years to finally feel like interested in anyone else other than myself. So <laughs> I think that's why also the whole one night stand thing is so like I'm thinking about it a lot. Not the thing itself, but just what relationships in general mean to me now, because I just haven't experienced a connection with anyone in like two years to the point where I got to like having sex. Like I just haven't had that. Like I said, I haven't let myself or anything around me persuade me that way. I, I literally asked the universe, please don't, you know, it's just like this new version of myself figuring out what I need, what I want, you know, because I'm just so different now and I f- I'm finally ready. So it's just something I've been learning a lot about myself right now, mm-hmm. which hasn't been a topic in my healing process at all because I just haven't been interested in it. So mm-hmm. um, I think that totally makes sense. You know, everyone's sexuality and relationship path is different, very specific to everybody's story. And it's also not always the same path. Some people have no issues with their sexuality, but they struggle with relationship. And sometimes, you know, they have great relationships, but they struggle with their sexuality. Mm -hmm. You know, I honestly feel like I'm a little bit of both, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me personally, I'm like allowing myself to let go of so many limits that I have put on myself in the past. I'm trying to explore what it means to me uh, or what being in a relationship with me means because I've tried to date, like have monogamous relationships, long-term relationships where, you know, the end goal is to get married and have kids. And something about those relationships, each and every single one, I've always come out of it feeling like there was something that I I wasn't honoring in myself. And it's just important for me. I mean, I'm so grateful for all the visibility of those of those around me that are proudly polyamorous or in open relationships or just dating, you know, not not committing to anything, because I feel like sometimes you do kind of need to expose yourself to a lot of different things in order to even know what you want and what you need, you know, definitely. And I feel like people go how you're saying to different degrees where they're dating a lot of people mm-hmm. or you're like me and you just have to have this one connection and you already know what you want it like all ranges and like it's honestly like you were saying earlier in our conversation that wasn't recording <laughs> as long as you're being authentic to yourself and only you know what that means because if you're acting authentically with what you want and what you like and what you enjoy and what brings you joy you're going to be at peace and you're not going to be constantly wrestling all your actions, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're constantly wrestling all your actions, it's possible you're not acting within your integrity. And yeah. coming from someone who I act out of my integrity all the time, you know? Like, I'm barely even learning who who I am deep down, really, rather than who I've made myself become in order to please other people and to fit in you know Mm -hmm. so I'm just doing what I feel like is 
is right for me right now. And that's the beauty of it, you know, like acknowledging that I'm the one in control and in power. Yeah. Of what happens with my relationships, sexual or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Just getting to know people, you know, with no real agenda in mind other than getting to know people and um, having a connection, especially after the pandemic. I took those opportunities for granted before the quarantine. I took a lot of that for granted, those opportunities to like just get to know somebody that's not me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's hard to like, well, it was it was interesting for me to realize that a lot of my problems are because I'm just focused on me. I'm mm -hmm. literally just thinking about myself and right. what's bothering me and what's going on in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And it had been a long time where I... I can't even think of when the last time was where I made connections solely for connection's sake. Yeah. Instead of what were you trying to get out of it? Um, acceptance. Uh, a relationship. Validation. Validation. Mm, yeah. I see. So you're going in being like, I need validation. I need reassurance. I need to know I'm cool. I need I'm these cool. people to show me I'm cool. Yeah. I'm fun. I'm funny. Yeah. Instead of just showing up trying to have fun yeah yeah exactly mm -hmm. and then don't get me started on like the whole relationship aspect of it it's like i have to know that i'm worthy of someone loving me you know i have to yeah. know that that someone could marry me one day yes because we didn't have we're looking for that stable unconditional love that we didn't have growing up and that's the essence of what daddy issues are which we we got a two for one we got mommy and daddy issues you know <laughs> Um, I feel like I definitely feel you like that was the essence of my first relationship my abusive relationship because the reason I went searching so desperately for anyone or I don't know if I was particularly searching but I stayed for three years because I didn't have any stable unconditional love at home so um, I just needed at least one person in my life like I needed to prove it to myself that at least one person in the world will love me unconditionally only to find out that that is my sister oh yeah i feel the same way about yeah because you. you've shown me the only reason we date is to learn about ourselves and learn what our best qualities are what is lovable about us basically just finding different versions and layers to yourself mm -hmm. because a relationship can make you a vulnerable vulnerable version that you probably wouldn't have been otherwise but then i realized that I'm always vulnerable with you, and I don't need another person to show me that. We show each other every day. Yeah. What makes us worthy of unconditional love? We show yeah. that to each other every day. So, and we're just lucky enough to have that because I just know so many people who maybe just don't even have siblings or their siblings are focused on other things. Their siblings are dating, mm -hmm. like in a relationship, married, mm -hmm. don't have the luxury of having someone that they can be around constantly mm -hmm. to remind them that they are worthy of unconditional mm -hmm. love yeah you're right because we can get a we can get used to anything especially if it's consistent whether it's healthy or not because yeah. what we're looking for is stability and so yes. even if someone is like love bombing you and then um and then disrespects you says things to keep your self-esteem low and then love bombs you again and then the cycle continues obviously that's not healthy, but it's still consistent. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's also just another version of the love we got at home. The consistent inconsistency. 
Right. The every time gambling, whether my mom is going to treat me the way I deserve or not, waking up every day not knowing if my mom is going to be nice to me or not nice to me, if she's going to take things out on me or not. I mean, we were used to that. And even more importantly, we thought that was real love. Yeah. We thought our mom loved, or I thought my mom loved me, even when she would pick and choose the times that she would give me the love I deserved or not. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was normal when yeah. I dated that guy for three years. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I don't know what I did to deserve such peace on my life now because there are so many people in the world who don't know how to get out of that cycle and don't know how to learn from from the same exact relationship I had. I mean, even like that one I stand, like to even experience the like a glimmer of that healthy or somewhat healthy intimacy. And, and I don't mean the sex, I mean the romantic intimacy. Mm -hmm. the friendship, the respect, mm -hmm. the jokes. It just showed me how much I've grown and how much good comes from like really honing in in your own confidence. Um, because at this point, I don't need to go to anyone else but myself to ask for that unconditional love anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always. I feel like you do need someone like how my sister was to me to show you that you're worthy and to remind you that you're worthy. But at the end of the day, I taught myself how to give it to myself every day. It just comes from me. And so I don't need to go to anyone else who is going to decide for me what I deserve that day. Whether I deserve unconditional love or conditional love. No, yeah. I don't put myself in that anymore. So Not to bring it all back, but I was thinking about someone in particular when you were saying that. And it's interesting because it's not even a relationship. In, of that type it's literally a platonic relationship mm -hmm. and I am talking about grace I'm yeah. talking about grace because she actually did contact me a little bit after the incident asking to hang out and I told her like yeah where do you want to hang out you know and that was like my immediate response because I really felt in my heart that like people do deserve a second chance and like you know I felt like I obviously had done something that bothered her and if we could just meet in the middle and talk through it I felt like there's no reason why we can't continue to be friends you know but after I said yes where and when do you want to hang out she never responded for an entire month. Yeah. Do you want to give a... For people who haven't listened to the first episode, you want to give a brief of yeah. what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So we had been friends for maybe six months. We hung out one time and it was a clusterfuck. This this is all described in detail in episode one. And basically it was a, a really anxiety-filled day because of so many stressful things happening at the same time. However, me and Grace, or Grace and I weren't communicating well and I feel like there was a lot of gaps of ambiguity that caused both of us to be very triggered by the whole thing and feel like we were somehow against each other and so I left that situation feeling really confused and really sad because I felt like our friendship was really growing and blossoming and she triggered something in me that made me feel very unwanted and kind of like I had to beg to be her friend you know yeah so and also, like, you can't have a moment of being imperfect. Right. Like, like of being be... anxious. Yeah. Like, we all are. Yeah. 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 It felt like... like conditional? There, I did it again. Yes, conditional. Mm -hmm. and conditional love. Conditional mm -hmm. love, Conditional right? like, acceptance. I only accept you if, when you're not anxious. When, when you're, you're all not... together. When yeah. you're put together. Mm -hmm. when, when you're not triggered. You're together and you're not triggered. So, that's what had happened. Now, right after that incident... 
or that those days that we hung out where things didn't end well she texted me if i wanted to hang out i said yes when and she never responded you know a month later she just says hey like how are you i miss you so i said hey grace what's up and obviously she knew something was up because i'm i'm usually really expressive in my text messages like a lot of emojis and stuff and she was like you seem upset and i told her that I was just a little confused as to why she would message me to hang out and then ghost me for a whole month and then just say hi to me again when you know when this event happened it wasn't that long that I had just broken up with my five-year relationship so I was going through that and at the time she knew that she was basically my only friend you know other than you but you're like my sister so you know yeah and she was very defensive about it she sent me like a whole paragraph saying well you didn't check in on me and I've been having family emergencies. Yeah, she brought up all these things that you had no idea about because she didn't even tell you. Whereas what you're saying is you knew I was going through a breakup and you didn't check up on me once. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I was saying. So she, so what my sister, she just brought it up. How like, well, I'm kind of confused and you know, I was going through this breakup and you didn't check up on me. She was like, well, I was going through this, this, X, Y, Z. something happened with my dog my family there was an emergency i wasn't feeling myself you know and that's all valid but how was i even supposed to know yeah she's setting up this expectation for you when she didn't even open up to you about it it's like i expected you to be there for me it's like well you didn't express that you needed me to be to be there for you that's actually what she said to me if i would have known that you wanted me there for you i would have been well how you told me you wanted to hang out and i said yes let's hang out and A month goes by and you don't respond to that text. So how am I supposed to know? Am I supposed to beg you? Yeah. Am I supposed to beg you to check up on me? Yeah. You knew. She knew. And no, actually, Grace, I don't need you to check up on me. No. If you don't want to. Exactly. If you don't feel the need to, And that's where the confusion comes in. That why (laughs) I'm just confused, you know? Yeah. Because you're sending me mixed signals. Because you can't Mm -hmm. say you want to be my friend, but then you don't check on me or talk to me for a whole month. Yeah. After I I felt like I did something wrong, I asked you to explain what I did wrong, and you never did. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I'm still expected to, like, beg you to be my friend or to check up on me? It's ridiculous. I mean, you gave her every chance to be there for you, and she wasn't, and and she didn't do that for you, but she still expected you to be there? Mm-hmm. That was her response. Yeah. yeah. You did, in my opinion, everything in your control mm-hmm. by asking her what you could have done better that day. Like, you went above and beyond to try and express that you didn't want her to feel or you didn't want there to be no resolution mm-hmm. to that day that felt very, where we all felt very uh, triggered and things just felt, we were just all anxious. Mm-hmm. And so you were trying to figure out her more but she didn't open up about it she didn't she didn't give me one answer uh, an answer that led me one way or the other she's she didn't say yes this is what happened or no everything's fine it was yeah i guess we're just different yeah what does that mean yeah that's so triggering ambiguity Mm -hmm. vagueness going back to our childhood that like we always had to decipher what people really meant Mm -hmm. and like and we had to read their minds so that they wouldn't get mad at us. Yes. And that's exactly what triggered in me when she said that, you know? Like, yeah. well, I've been going through all this and that. And it's like, well, I didn't know. Yeah, and, and also, it's a completely inappropriate time 
to bring when someone's opening up to you expressing you were expressing how you were feeling that you were feeling like a little bit let down by her and it's just completely inappropriate for her to make it about her yeah completely inappropriate mm -hmm. um and i learned that from my mom because my mom would do that to me all the time if i ever expressed to her you hurt me in this way she would be like well you do this and this and this and this to me i it like without hesitation with no pause immediately after i was just trying to express how she hurt me and that's exactly how she reacted mm -hmm. yeah she even had the audacity to say if you wanted to know why i was upset that day you you could have told me to to meet face to face with you and i could have told you in person what like if i'm te over text asking you like hey like what happened? What did I do? I, I value our friendship. I I don't want to just sweep things under the rug. I feel like that the ball's in her court to say, you know what? Let's meet up and talk about it. Like, yeah, I was upset. No, yeah, I just like talk about it like an adult. So suddenly you're the one that's supposed to fucking guess that you, that she she feels more comfortable with you guys meeting up in person. Mm -hmm. So what she's saying is, I would have had no problem talking about it if we were in person. But did she ever express that? No. But she's still expecting that from you yeah and telling you that how come you didn't yeah huh well, very that, that was very never resolved because you never came to me and told me you wanted to talk about it in person like how does that even make sense it doesn't make sense you literally did everything you could yeah and so, she never expressed any way that there would there could be any resolution about this you asked her how mm -hmm. she felt she didn't say how she felt mm-hmm and then she didn't even express a way for her to be able to feel comfortable enough to express how she felt. But all of a sudden now she's saying, oh, if we were in person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And even after all that, I said, I'm willing to meet you in person and talk about this. Mm -hmm. Having in mind that I am not in any way trying to make this or force this friendship. You know, yeah. but I will meet you face to face to talk about every single point that you made because you need to understand like, no, no one's allowed to treat me like this, yeah. you know, and and that's what I've learned about being an adult is that, yeah, you, you're going to bump into people, you, you're going to befriend people that one day will stop serving you and it's okay to walk away, but you have to step into your power before walking away. Because otherwise, you're never going to learn how to do that. And you're always going to meet up with the same type of people. So I was ready for that. I was ready for, okay, because in the past, I would have just um, continued being friends with them and allowed them to cross boundaries, disrespect me, expect more from me in the friendship. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly of, what she's doing. Exactly. Instead of putting, you know, 50-50 effort. Yeah. So I was ready to meet her in person and step into my power and tell her, like, you know, I really valued your friendship, but your lack of communication, your lack of empathy, and the, your lack of ability to take accountability for anything and admit that you did something wrong and then apologize is the reason why I can't be friends with you. Like, I need someone who um, can communicate like an adult. You yeah. Know? Like, that's literally all I want. Yeah. Be able to express yourself and how you feel. Mm hmm the ambiguity is what pushes me over the edge. And that's why I can't be friends with you anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I maybe she felt that that's where it was going because then she, you know, when she initially said, oh, okay, well, let's meet up on a Tuesday, which w would be tonight. Yeah. Um, she ends up saying that she can't because she has something to do with her sister. First like of she all, said, let's meet up this day. Actually, I can't. Yeah. Um, 
She said, okay, Tuesday. And I said, okay, what if we meet around this time? This is when I get off work. And then she responds, oh, I forgot that I had something with my sister. First of all, I don't remember her telling me she had a sister. So that's sketchy. How long um, have you known this girl? And she, she Six yeah. months. And okay. I swear to God that I thought she only had a brother. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not saying she doesn't have a sister, but I never heard of a sister. But she just seems... So, so sus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so suspicious. Sus. Especially since when she wanted to meet up, actually, because I totally missed this part. After telling me, like, um, you never talked to me in person and you could have. Like, are you free tonight to talk? And that was oh, on a yeah. Saturday when me and Valerie uh were out doing errands. Was this Saturday? I don't know. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> she asked the day of the day of can you busy. meet can we talk right now in person? And you said no, which you don't even need a reason to no. say no. You just couldn't. And and then what happened? Yeah, like you said, I don't need a reason. I could have said I'm busy. You could have said... You, I could have said no. You could have just said no, and then the reason could have been you're tired. Yeah. Or you just want to fucking eat ramen and watch a movie, and that's what you want to do with your Saturday night instead or of fucking talk to you explaining yourself to someone who clearly is lacks empathy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, I have better things I want to do with my Saturday night, actually. Right. And I could tell right away when I told her, like, I'm running errands with my sister, that she was upset. And it's like, you see, like, wh- what is this? Oh like, my are you trying to be friends with me? Like, you Wait. know, I, I have to drop everything. <laughs> yeah. I have to drop everything to go talk to you about something that we could have talked about many times during the whole month that you were ghosting me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now suddenly you want me to drop everything. It's just ridiculous. At your convenience. So then that's when she says, like, okay, Tuesday. Then she says, oh, I forgot I had something to do with my sister. Okay. I didn't respond to that. And I'm not going to... I mean, I was thinking about responding once again for my own sake, of stepping into my power and being like, okay, because of the following reasons, I don't want a relationship with you anymore. But I don't even, I don't even have like the motivation to do that because it doesn't even matter, you know. It to me, it's matter. like, yeah, if you couldn't make it, then you should have had a time and date that did work for you if you really wanted to make this work, and you didn't. Like you don't, you don't. Yeah. So why are you pushing it? Not even if she didn't. It's not even, like, that she doesn't want to make it work. It's, like, if you even want to have, like, a respectful resolution, put some fucking effort into it. Mm-hmm. If you cared at all about your friendship, she would have been like, hey, I can't. Uh, apparently, I can Tuesday, but here are some other days. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is, like, you have to fucking yank it out of her, yeah. beg her to give you her schedule. Or, like, why do you have to keep asking her? Mm-hmm. Why? We're all adults here. Exactly. If you want it just as much, you ha- you should bring it up with just as much. Like, yeah. yeah. And so then I I feel like that's where it's gonna end. And yeah. Thank and, God. Because yes. And and you know that's the last straw. Is like if someone can't even make time when when you're literally okay. You're like okay. I'm gonna fucking do things your way, which is apparently talk about it in person, even though you don't even deserve that at this point. And you can't even be clear about when Mm -hmm. um you have time to me it just that's enough that's too much like i can't you're that's too much energy you're you have bigger greater things to do Mm -hmm. than to fucking waste your breath even explain to her at this point why you don't want to be friends with her like she should just look back at her fucking text and realize that that's no way to be mature about any of this i genuinely feel like every behavior that she's done since that day 
is out of fear and i mean obviously you know mm-hmm. not profound but <laughs> uh, i like, think it is profound because people forget that like if you're not doing things out of love for your friends and or yourself it's out of fear mm-hmm. yeah and for her i think it's like fear of having to see any shortcomings that she's responsible for and that comes from like feeling inadequate and and her self-esteem exactly being so low Mm -hmm. that she can't even admit that she did anything wrong that she played any part in anything going wrong that one day that we all hung out that's how low her self-esteem is that she can't even admit to herself and especially not others that she did anything wrong Mm And I feel like that's why every behavior that she's done is because deep down she doesn't want to meet up with me. She doesn't want to hang out with me and she doesn't want me to be her friend because I'm too direct, you know. But she, in her mind, her narrative needs to go, I tried and I said this and if she would have done this, then I would have been there for her. So that in her mind, that narrative is intact, that she did everything she could, but that it was Mm -hmm. just impossible. But, you know, I'm sitting on the other side looking at what I perceive it as, you didn't put effort. In fact, you sabotaged the whole thing, you know? I agree. And now in her mind, because I'm not responding and won't respond, it's like in her head again, you know, she's been abandoned. She's the victim, you know? Yeah. And you know what? With peace and love, be free. I release you <laughs> back into the world Um, because... We're not here for that shit. We take accountability here. We're not only victims here. No. We are adults. We try not to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. And I mean mature about what we're responsible for and our actions. Take take responsibility for your actions. Like, Mm -hmm. she didn't. She ghosted you for a whole month and then expected you to know all these things Mm -hmm. that she was going through. It's just like, we don't have time, you and I, Evie. To fucking explain to people how to fucking have a normal friendship or like how to consider other people. Like, yeah. we're not here for that anymore. Yeah. And yeah, like, I wish her all the luck in the world. Me too. You know? um, I feel bad for her. Yeah. No, because and- that's, she, she has no real friendships because of this. Right. We know this. Yeah. And that just really, really, really sucks because that's, at the end of the day, what the only thing we're here on this earth for is to evolve our souls with connection and relationships. So, I mean, it must be really lonely in this in this pretty gray world. It's to be lone, to be not have friends and a community and a support group and, you know. And and I relate, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I I truly do wish that, you know, this somehow helps her. Um, and hopefully she can be a better friend in the future and start to love herself more, be more compassionate because once you start being more compassionate towards yourself, then making mistakes is not the end of the world, you know? And it's, Period, it's, mama. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say, oh, yeah, 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 like, I dropped the ball. Yeah. I could have done things better and I'm really sorry. Yeah, like, just being like, oh, yeah, we all do that, don't we? Yeah. We all do that sometimes. So I'm going to have compassion for myself just like I would for anyone else in my life who would kind of drop the ball sometimes and you know what just say sorry because mm-hmm. i care about how other people feel mm-hmm. and if i made them feel that way then i'm sorry yeah and, that was and my intention. Yeah. 
it wasn't my intention i made a mistake mm-hmm. because i think a lot of us never got that as children no absolutely at not. all so we weren't taught that that's how you have compassion for yourself and mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think for me i'm i can easily have that compassion for others but i find it hard to have it for myself i've gotten significantly better though mm-hmm. so much better but um just think of it like that like would i be as hard would i be telling this other person that they're stupid for being this way no like we're all going through shit mm-hmm. i'm going you know you have to tell yourself hey we're going through shit and it's okay that i dropped the ball it's mm-hmm. fine i'm it's okay mm-hmm. i'm going through things i'm gonna do better i know mm-hmm. better i'm going to do better and that's all you can ask of yourself you know don't ask for p- perfection no. stop asking for perfection that from yourself. comes from the ego yeah you Being think you perfect. can be perfect what makes you think you can be perfect mm-hmm. no one in your life is perfect mm-hmm. and you still accept them so why can't you accept yourself when you aren't perfect you're never going to be perfect if no. people see you as perfect then you're performing and that's mm-hmm. exhausting and draining and you're not letting yourself be a human you know yeah you're definitely. trying to control how other people view you something i struggle with a lot you know yeah well all that to say that you have to experience connection to understand the power that comes with intimacy and by that i just mean like have compassion for yourself and others when you make mistakes um i don't blame the person i had the one i stand with for losing my trust i have a lot of compassion for them i know they're going through their own shit i don't take it personally because if i take it personally that's like the most selfish thing i could do is assume that everything has to do with me Mm -hmm. So just have compassion for yourself and others, and that's how you'll have real, beautiful intimacy in all connections, romantic or not. Sexual or not. Yeah, sexual or not. It can be very scary and very hard, but at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, and this is your reminder that that's what we're here for, and that it just leads to a fulfilling life, and you deserve to know what real love and t- intimacy feels like. So mm. um, I know you guys deserve it. Yeah just how we deserve it and i've learned that i deserve it like i want everyone to learn that for themselves and it's just unfortunate your friend couldn't be vulnerable enough to have a real intimate friendship Mm -hmm. and i'm thankful for the learning experience that's Mm -hmm. that's what i meant by i have to expose myself to many different people many many different types of people because if people don't push against my boundaries how am i gonna know what my boundaries are same like how i talked about the last episode how was I going to learn what boundaries need to be set in place in order for me to have a one-eye stand if that one hadn't gone just a tiny bit off or, like, a little bit south, you know? So, uh, that's it, you guys. Um, <laughs> that's on period. And that's, and that's on Mercury retrograde. Um, I'm going to go get my tiny mariachi hat from Heather. She She's a little thief. Uh, we got some Mexican meals in Ocean Good. Beach a while ago. And they came with this little... With these... Li- <laughs> Do you hear my accent? With these little Mexican <laughs> sombreros. And they're, you know, really I heard cute. that the Spanish language is one of the most sexy romantic languages. I've never heard it. Be sp- I'm just kidding. Oh, how about this? El Gualmar. Ah, so sexy. Muy sexy. Vamos Muy al Walmart, al Hondipo. <laughs> um, el, el Wi-Fi. El Wi-Fi. El Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
um anyway the little sombrero is from that drink and we brought it home for heavy and she stole it and she ran away with it but yeah so i got it back i got my sombrero back but um (laughs) you guys if we seemed a little bit off or you know i i mean i'm sure you guys will relate because literally today's the last day of mercury retrograde and it's been one hell of a fucking mercury retrograde like so um i just my sister and i both woke up feeling tired today and that's all you need to know (laughs) as to maybe why we sound a little bit tired or slow but either way i don't care i accept myself at every version of myself and i hope Mm -hmm. i mean and i I don't know you guys can too if you want i don't you know (laughs) you don't have to i mean this is a space where we want to have unconditional love for yeah. each other and for you guys like you're safe here um in this little community if you're having a bad day if you're having a good day if you're triggered or mm-hmm. if you're not triggered yeah um if you're yeah if not being your full self mm-hmm. that's okay we fully full acceptance here full acceptance and safety and it's okay to be imperfect yes um so thank you guys so much for joining us again for um, making it this far yeah if you guys have listened to every episode oh my goodness do i love you in a sexual way <laughs> i love you and um oh if you guys want we have our instagram which is at bitches with intellect yes follow us yeah it's for just content bitches with intellect that's it and i sometimes post some stories on there that have some like some of my favorite quotes and i try to make them really cool and edit them in a nice way so if you need a little bit of positivity from us you can find it there some like support on your day-to-day when you're just like scrolling through instagram you need something healthy to look at i try to make that a safe space so if you guys want to follow that you can but other than that fucking good luck with cancer season bitch oh it Um, started it's begun I'm so sorry, you guys, that it was Gemini season and now it's Cancer season. Like, I'm so sorry. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, what I mean is, I'm sorry that it was such a great season and now it's such a fucking terrible one. <laughs> because Cancers can eat my ass. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I actually do like Geminis. And then Cancers do scare me. Terrify me. Yeah, actually. okay. Cancers scare me. Coming from a Cancer moon. I yeah, she's am a scared. Cancer moon. I'm scared. Yeah. See? Because okay. I'm crazy, bitch. Yeah, she knows. She knows, at least. She's self-aware. <laughs> But no, I love cancers. They can be very nurturing. I'm just scared of unhealed ones. Okay, so 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 don't and they are rampant, baby. Please don't take it personally. I, you know, I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we love all the signs. We're just saying, yeah, we're just know. we're just joking or just are we? Won't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I love you guys. Um, I'm gonna go manifest that all your manifestations come true right now anyone listening right now i love you guys so much thank you once again thank you for being here um that's the beauty of a podcast that is recorded we are together and close uh, beyond space and time you know that is magical so i don't take it for granted thank you for joining us Mm -hmm. and have a great week yes have a great week Bye. bye